Good afternoon and welcome to Stories from the Repository. Purgatory Fields, Wednesday, August 19. Have you never heard people advance the opinion that earth is man's heaven or hell, according as he acts or is situated, good or evil? I believe that doctrine, or at any rate, I believe half of it. As the man said when he was told that his wife had twins, that this earthly habitation is a place of torment to my miserable self, is made painfully evident every day of existence. Hate never made a place where dullness perched on every tree, obtuseness located himself on every hill, and despair might be seen sitting on a rail every ten yards, so completely as in this cursed Woodbury. Woodbury, appropriate name. It would bury me or any being of the least wish for intelligent society. In one year, if compelled to endure its intolerable insipidity without the hope of relief. Before many weeks, I expect to be in the condition of those pleasant beings of whom it is said, They are nothing but skin and bone. You do not know, my friend, nor can you conceive the horrid dullness of this place, making money, plodding on and on and on. Raising ducks, carding dung, and eating pork are the only methods of employment that occupy the Woodbury animals. And as avocations of this nature never met my fancy in any great degree, you may easily imagine what an interesting situation I am in. I have eaten my dinner since the last line, Overleaf, was written, but I don't know that I feel any the better as to good humor. What do you think I had for dinner? Guess, now. Beef? No. Mutton? No. Pot pie? No. Salad and iced champagne? No, no, no. I'll tell you in the order that it was put up, or rather, put down. Firstly, two cold potatoes with the skins on. One of said potatoes considerably nibbled in a manner which left me in doubt whether it had been by the teeth of a mouse or the bill of a chicken. Secondly, three boiled clams that had evidently seen their best days. Thirdly, a chunk of molasses cake made of buckwheat flour. Fourthly, a handful of old moldy pot cheese with a smell strong enough to knock down an ox. Fifthly and lastly, two oblong slats of a mysterious substance, which I concluded after considerable reflection, must have been intended for bread. This last would undoubtedly been very interesting either to a Grahamite or to one fond of analyzing and studying out the nature of the mineral kingdom. Wasn't this a feast for an epicure? Think, O thou banqueter, on good things. Think of such an infernal meal as that I describe, and bless the stars that thy lot is as it is. Think, moreover, that this diabolical compound was wrapped up in huge piece of brown paper, and squeezed into a little tin pail, which said pail, being minus in the matter of a handle or bale, 
had to be carried by a tow string instead. Imagine to yourself now that you see me toting along with such an article as I been describing. Don't I cut a pretty figure? Oh, ye gods, press me not too far. Pour not my cup too full, or I know what I shall do. Dire and dreadful thoughts have lately been floating through my brain. The next you hear of me, I may possibly be arraigned for murder, or highway robbery, or assault and battery, at the least. I'm getting savage. There seems to be no relief. Fate is doing her worst. The devil is tempting me in every nook and corner. And unless you send me a letter and Brenton remits me an armful of news, there is no telling but what I shall poison the whole village or set fire to this old schoolhouse and run away by the light of it. I suppose all your folks are the same as usual and that Jamaica is situate lying and being as of November last. But do your but do for pity's sake forward something or other to me soon in the shape of mental food. May you grow fat with peace and good cheer. May the sun of peace warm you and the dews of prosperity fall thick around your path. May the fates be busy with cutting other threads than yours, and may kind fingers shield you in the hour of death. Adieu, Walter Whitman.